Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is a very special episode because LCS did not die. Uh, we, when we last left off on Hotline League, the future of LCS was uncertain. Would it exist in 2023? We had no idea. And now, here on this show, we can say LCS is still alive and going to be starting in two days, which I don't think anybody knew about the Wednesday thing until... Uh, until then. So, hello. We are here. Uh, my constant co-host is none other than Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going. It's going great. I don't think this is a special episode, actually. I think it's a pretty standard pretty standard episode of Hotline League. I don't think there's anything interesting. Really? Nothing yeah, is I think interesting. Everyone can tune out. I think people can tune out right now, honestly. You are really trying to do everything you can to undermine my stream today. Uh, either way, let's shout out to Alienware for sponsoring the episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, no, there's a ton to talk about because we have, obviously, LCS starting in two days. We have the resolution of uh, all of the <clears throat> the epic drama, the Omega-level drama between the players and Riot, which has now been, I guess, resolved enough for the games to start. And then we also have games that are actually going to be played. And so for the first time in months and months and months, we will not be talking about MSI or drama. or I mean, we will be talking about that stuff a little bit. But um, we will be talking about games, starting with Cloud9 Golden Guardians, which is in less than 48 hours, I guess. Yeah, starts in... No, no one wants to talk about that, though. So Bring back hours. the drama. What do you want to talk about, Mark? What drama? I'm just... I, I, I'm, there, there isn't any. That's what I'm saying. Is it's, I'm sad the games are starting. I like the drama. I just want more drama. You could start drama. Should I just leak a bunch of shit and see what happens? Yeah, what did Nas say on that episode of uh, the dive that we'll never hear? The, actually, the reason is because she just fucking blasted you for like 15 minutes out of nowhere. And we were like, Jesus, Nas, I don't know if that was necessary. So I had to, had to, and it just kept coming up, you know? So it's like you can't just cut one segment. It was just like she kept bringing up how much, how awful you are. So gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm unsurprised. You know, that's just the standard it is these days with, uh, Mr. Riot Shill, Travis Gafford. All right. Uh, but how you been? Let's do our normal thing. We, In fact, we've had to speed run a lot of these intros recently because there's been so much to talk about. So tell me what you've been watching or playing or doing whatever recently. And still playing Diablo 4. You know, it's like it reminds me a lot of Dark Souls 2 when that came out in the sense that, like, I was very excited for it. I am, like... If I can be like objective, like I am having fun with it, but there's like this tinge of disappointment to everything that I'm doing in the game because it's just like not quite what I think in ARPG. Like it has a lot of like design fundamentals that I don't really like, even though it is again a good game. So like, yeah, it's it's kind of a similar vibe to that, you know. Um, other than that, like I don't think we summer uh, game fest news. Any of the, the big... really was there big news? So uh, Drew and I went to Summer Game Fest. We got to play Magic the Gathering, uh, which is fun. I'm doing a sponsored stream for them later on t uh, tonight, or sponsored segment of the stream. But uh, besides that, I also got to play some different games. It was also just a really fun experience. The one area I couldn't go to, though, because I didn't have an appointment, was the Armored Core area. Oh, and I was thinking about God you. damn it. Because what they had, they were giving out, like, swag bags, uh, if to the people who played the game, and I was wondering, wandering around. Legitimately, I was trying to get 
you a swag bag of Armored Core swag because I, I knew that you would enjoy it. But it was the one swag bag I was unable to get at Summer Game Fest. I, uh, I, you know, I follow a couple of like gaming YouTubers and I was like watching their videos and like, I don't know if I was excited about any of the things that they were talking about. Um, cause yeah, there wasn't like new armor core news. I know it's still coming out. I, I don't know. That's that. Like I was excited for this. I haven't done tears of the kingdom, but I might do play some of that as like a gap until August. But I, I don't know since, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet exactly is like, I'm going to be fucking dead for the next couple of weeks. Because of the schedule. Because of the schedule. Every Wednesday is now a show day. So I it's not just that I lost a prep day and like a a, like a quote unquote like dark day to like work on things. It's like it's also now a show day. So like the other two days that I had, (laughs) it's it's like turbo fuck because you don't just again, you don't just lose a day to build the show. You now have to build another six hours of broadcast every every week. For six weeks, you have this this schedule. Um it's not like it's impossible or not doable, but like combined with the blame game, hotline league, the dive, and other behind the scenes things, which you know about, it's a very busy time. And there's even, yeah, I don't know. There's even something that was stuff going on in general. It's just like, ugh, it's a nightmare. I did a stream last night and people were asking, when is the blame game coming out? Because they're like, Mark kept saying he was going to do one on the walkout after it was all done. And I'm like, you should tweet at him and ask him because I've been wondering that same thing. I have a script. I worked on the script this weekend, but then you were like, give me a power ranking video. Well, I wanted both is the thing. Like, You're going to get both. You just got to give me time. We haven't had a blame game in two months, I think. Well, you might never get one again if you keep acting like that, huh? Maybe I'll just kill it. Maybe I mean, I'll just you, walk away. You were in a mood tonight. Um, I'm not in a mood. I'm just. I just told you how like how screwed my schedule is. Proteus in chat like, says his voice cracked. I think that's an indication of deception. Agreed. 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 Um, I'm just saying it's going to be a stressy time. I am. Are you doing? Are you on all broadcast days then? They're not like splitting you guys yes. up. Yeah, I should be. I mean, I, I talked to my like my, my producers today. They'd be like, hey, by the way, this new schedule is like... Cause, so uh, this is not secret. Like, uh, we filmed a Catching Up with Double... Or I will be filming Catching Up with Double Lifts. And I will be filming, like, Are You Smarter Thens? And, like, both of those are, like, kind of my shows. Like, Pastry helps out a lot with them. But a lot of the things that, like, you know, make it into the final recording, as well as, like, the edits, I kind of oversee those a little bit. So, like... Yeah, that takes time. And if I just don't have a Wednesday now to like go over another round of revisions on those or like plan plan them ahead of time, it's yeah. I'm a little surprised they didn't break up the schedule a little bit more cuz I think it's literally 3 weeks all the way through the middle the middle of July and then I think we go back to 2 weeks, right? So uh it's just a little strange. Um well, it's, it's six weeks. It's it's three through six weeks because we have to play nine uh, games per. So it's you know, you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh, it it's actually still, so season ends July 21st then, or like the split yeah. ends. Yeah, it was an eight week split that got two weeks knocked off, and so everything's getting compressed. But it's still the same format. It's that just is every day as the Wednesday. Crazy to think that like in basically a little over a month, like five weeks, we're going to be done with. The split, or we'll basically be going into the split. Um, the, playoffs. the postseason. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yep. I mean, so I don't know if you, you knew, but like, I think NA is like one of the first major regions done this. Like, it we're is. Done at the end of August. And then like we have like a six weeks or something before Worlds. It's I think it's crazy. like longer than that even. It might be like seven or eight. It's it's actually crazy. Um, and then yeah. I think LAC finishes way later or something. I, It's actually kind of good in one way that the two-week gap happened because I think everybody at MSI was talking about how insane it was that like LCS basically started up immediately after we got back from MSI. I don't know. I mean, obviously you can't push finals out, which would have been ideal, right? Because then you could have just been like, okay, it'll run another two weeks late. But I, I also, I'm going to be honest, I... As much as the three-day week situation sounds not great, I am looking forward to like the split just being wrapped up so quickly. You know, because I think sometimes I it how, just stalls out. I was gonna say, I wonder how it feels for fans. Like, is this rapid pace just like too much to watch? Like three, like if if you, I I could be wrong, and this is probably not true for all league fans, but I feel like a good portion some number maybe the plurality maybe the majority i don't know like watching every single game that goes on you know like you just throw it on and you have it on for five hours for the day that it's you know that it's on but now there's another day of that so instead of watching 10 hours a week you're gonna watch 15 hours a week like maybe that burden just burns people out or like you're saying maybe the rapid pace makes it like so you don't get bored or something i don't know i mean i definitely don't i think it's pluses and minuses i think look i actually think it'd be great if the entire split was six weeks long i don't think that i would then also choose to have three days of games a week with five games every day. Uh, and so I think we will see how things go. But yes, I could definitely I, I could definitely see peak viewership looking really low or concurrent viewership looking really low for summer because there's always a drop from spring to summer. Spring was already lower than you know a lot of people were comfortable with. Now you're going to spread out you're to your point, like people are not going to be watching three days a week. So they'll probably choose here and there. And so even if like viewing hours are not much lower than they normally would be because people are choosing a, you know, Wednesday and a Friday to watch and skipping Thursday. I just think that the, the numbers are going to look bad from just a, like the one number that everyone seems to look at, you know, and when I say everybody, I mean like people shitting on LCS on Reddit or uh, Twitch chat is going to be, the concurrent viewers at any given point in time. And I think that's going to be rough. That's why we've planned um, to open the season off with a Nas versus Vulcan Hell in a Cell uh, match. Oh, good. Looking yep. forward to that. Is, <laughs> is that. is there any truth to that? No. Well, what do you, what do you mean truth to that? Like, yeah, they're not going to wrestle, Travis. What you... I just didn't know if they're going to have the both out. Okay, here's one thing that I do think would be an interesting call. Because... Last, I think I streamed the last two nights, or maybe it was Friday night and last night. And one question I kept getting in the chat was like, do you think they're just going to ignore everything that happened on the broadcast, or are they going to address it and talk about it? And I'm like, I, I, my question to them immediately is always, what do you, what does that look like? Like, what do you want that to be? Because I don't know, I don't, I'm like, I don't understand what that, how that ends up looking reasonable on the broadcast or and or interesting you know is it just a situation where you guys do like a round table and it's like are we happy with what riot this broadcast that we're on gave to the player like it it's just so bizarre to me the idea of th this type of conversation being on the broadcast or anything i'm not saying it should be just like completely ignored 
But I don't know if people are, are expecting, or I'm confused if people are expecting some sort of like deep dive into everything that went on the last couple of you know weeks. Interesting speculation, Travis. Very interesting. We'll have to see what comes from it. Yeah. Indeed, we will. That will be one of the things that we'll have to see. Tune in on Wednesday. It's on Wednesdays now, everybody. I mean, I think if you're if you're being vague about it and telling, we'll have to see and tune in on Wednesday. If nothing gets addressed, it'll just be the ultimate bait ever. (laughs) Well, there's only 700 people watching right now. Like I don't know, fifteen, twenty thousand on YouTube by by the time this airs on or Wednesday. We get, I mean, yeah, by Wednesday maybe we'll get more people, but. We also have pod- audio listeners. Don't ignore the like ten or eleven thousand audio listeners. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm not saying it'll happen, and I'm saying it won't. Nothing will nothing will happen, and so I don't want to say. You know, like who knows what I'm saying? I'm I might just I might not even know. Could still be up in the air. You know so, what I'm planning on doing? I'm planning I'm planning on torturing pros. That's that's what's on my schedule is is how I'm going to torture the next set of pros for um, catching up with catching up with deadlift. Yeah, you're bringing yeah. it back. Are you worried that it it's could end up being back. too much of a good thing? Because you did the double lift thing at the end, so I'm worried that you. Uh, yeah, I think our plan is to not have such a fast cadence of release because last time we filmed a bunch, and then we didn't release them until the second half started happening. So this time, I think we're gonna film some and like hopefully. Well, it's a shorter split now too, so I don't fuck it. To be honest, I have no idea either. Yeah. You know, initially it was like, oh, it's an eight-week split. We'll record a bunch and maybe do it like every other week or something. But now, I don't know. I don't know, man. Very good. Well, I got, I've got, I've got great, I've got plenty of great ideas. That's one thing we can all agree on. I just, just I just hope you get a riot executive on at some point in time. Um, I think that that would be <laughs> I, that's the best I, way to do I it. Have, I have such a funny idea for one that would be actually like the worst pairing with a riot executive, which is exactly why it should be that one. Double lift and a riot executive. Double lift is the no, person doing no. catching up a double lift, and it's actually him interviewing a riot executive. No, now now that you said it, I definitely want this episode to be the riot executive one. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, so folks, uh, we are going to actually uh, one. I think we do need to take some calls, and I know a lot of people have opinions on how things uh, went down. I guess at the end with the the Who LSPA, won? yeah. Who won? Uh, 100 no Thieves, one. who got another two weeks without having to worry about Quid being here or whatever. I think that's who won. They definitely, they, they're the winners. Yeah. How much do you think it was a gigabrain play by 100 Thieves to vote to walk out just to stall? 500%. That's how much <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm surprised Peter didn't say that in his... By the way, guys, I only voted because we wanted the delay or something like that. Um, to be honest, guys, I don't give a fuck about Academy. It's just Quid needs a couple more weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, so we can take some calls about that, but I do want us to actually talk about competitive League of Legends matches. So hopefully we'll get some of our normal takes where people call in and they're like, um, I know that the games haven't started yet, but uh, Immortals is definitely winning Worlds this year. And here's why. And then they go through all five players or something. You know, we'll have a lot of the the pre-split classics to go through. Is there anything else, uh, Twitch chat, that we are forgetting? As always, I, I think sometimes there's so much that happens in a single week, especially around this stuff, that's easy to forget if something was announced. Um, I don't know. Just 
trying to go through the subreddit. NACL opening weekend. Oh, Disguised Toast. Uh, ha- got, got a call for that already. Just found a DSG enthusiast. Yeah, Ratha, Ratha Khan shouting it out. Did, did you not- watch his video, by the way? Guys, how, how many of you have watched this show? And how many of you before? Because I, there's a lot of you that are saying Uzi to EDG. And like, I don't, I don't know if recognize- we've ever taken an LPL call on this show. The is that entire- what that is? Those are just random letters as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Who to what? Uzi, EDG, DSG, NACL. EDG, LPL, LCK, it actually on, is like if if people are not familiar with the show, you know, like they probably like a Twitch chat. It's just Some a bunch alien of just like starts watching. They're like, "What fuck yeah. is this language?" Yeah, yeah, that's uh, CLG old... became RNG. Everything's a goddamn G. DSG, EDG, NRG, CLG. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's probably most of it then. So, uh, if you are calling in for the first time. Thank you. Mark, do you want to do the spiel or have we done it enough recently? I think we've spieled enough recently. There's not like a ton. These are the hardcore. These are the real ones. The ones who show up, the drama's over. There's no new information really. It was funny how many people I talked to, like I would run into at DreamHack or at Summer Game Fest and they're like, I've been watching your show lately. And I'm like, well, I'm glad. I guess I guess you'll leave as soon as the, the drama's over. But Did you see uh, NACL like got 10k viewers for the first day and then the second day was like 2k <laughs> no i did not i had a bunch of people screenshotting me the the stuff though and saying like here you go or i mean and i appreciate how much these people care about or this crew cares about the nacl but i did see like oh the nacl got 700 subs on its first day and then I go and look, and it's like across two streams. It's like Kelsey Moser, fifty subs here, fifty subs to the other one. Like, you know, an NACL coach or like manager, fifty subs to one, and then the other. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about like rev share. But I think it's not a bad idea to turn subs on for NACL. But the idea that like that will make any significant impact whatsoever. Like, assuming. Riot, and I would not be surprised if they could not get a better deal than like two dollars and fifty cents per sub. It's like two dollars and fifty cents per sub on these split 50 50 between Rally Cry and the teams. And there's 10 teams, so that it's split another 10 ways among that 50 percent. It's like at the end of it, it's gonna, you know, one of these NACL players is gonna end up getting well, a bill. Seven, 700 star 2.5 divided by 10 divided by five means each player just made 35 extra buccarinos. All right, so for one day. Playing, playing a couple games, thirty-five bucks in your pocket, huh? Is that Who's true? Complain about that. I, I'm gonna. Hey, God, I'm gonna do the math here. Did you do the math just now, or you just do yeah, it in just your head? Okay, two hundred fifty cents. Okay, oh so the God, stream netted seventeen fifty divided by two. Seven hundred star two point five divided by ten divided by five is thirty-five per player. No, it's divided. Okay, okay. There's ten teams, okay. and then you divide by five because there's five players per team. I'm getting seventeen dollars and fifty cents. 700 star two point. Let me see if I put the brackets on. If it changes how this works, this is this is the show where we do math live on stream. Maybe maybe Google bracketing let me down. You all react. I don't know. 700 star 2.5 divided by 50 gives me 35. Oh, I forgot about the rally cry portion. Yeah, you have to split. Yeah, it's 50 50 between the teams and rally. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot. Ha! I forgot. I did the Twitch split, but not the the rally cry one. Keck W. 
17 Buccarinos. All right, still not bad. Still yeah, not bad. Admittedly, yes, but also that the majority of that is from like Kelsey Moser it's, and Casters. Yeah, and, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was one day, Travis. Wait till the, the, the subs stack up, all right? Someone right. just grubhub themselves some Chipotle, all right? Someone just got themselves a burrito. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about some stuff. Do we have callers? Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Let's uh, let's. I don't want to start depressing, do I? I let's just know. get the PA one out of the way. All right. Off mark goes. Shout out to some subs that we have. Uh, just Buckman, Laser Chicken. That Waffle Foot, Cyan Teal, Real Foxy One, Major 1224, Dragon Severed Head. Oh, and we got our first caller here. And because of Discord's new name change situation, I only see E dot 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 as their name because streamer mode now hides names. So, caller, what is your name and where are you from? Uh, I go by EV500 and I'm calling from South Dakota. EV500, what do you want to talk about on the show? So the whole resolution was nothing more than a PR demonstration for both sides. At the end of the day, Riot really won, and the L, uh, LCSPA didn't really win anything. Do I think some of the walkout uh, results were was good? Sure. But overall, it doesn't really make this region any better internationally. Well, okay, wait. Your last sentence there at the end feels very unrelated. It feels it, like you could have just ended it with, like, at the end... I prefer In-N-Out burgers to McDonald's. Like, what What did no, we... I, I, okay, to, to help bridge the logical gap here that I think was implicit in this was that there were problems with Tier 2 that because the LCSPA didn't, like, make any significant ground on what Tier 2 looks like, the problems are still going to exist, the talent's still going to struggle to, like, break in, and the region's going to suck. Is that, like, Ex the kind of... Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Uh, sorry, Evie. Anyway, so... The premise is setting it sounds like you almost want to set aside all the drama between Riot and the PA and more just focus on like what are the meaningful results of this from a talent development perspective, which is supposedly what this was all about. And you're suggesting nothing changed. Yeah, nothing nothing has changed. Uh the NACL is pretty much uh dead league at this point. I mean it had highest viewership it's ever had. Highest viewership it ever had, but as Mark said earlier, to, it dropped the second day. It's probably going to drop even more unless, like, Disguised Whoa. Toast can get his community going um, on his stream, and hopefully that team does well. I hope they do. But the NA talent pool is so significantly smaller than back even 10 years ago that no nothing's being developed. These can I get a source on NA talent pool being smaller than 10 years ago? Well, I, I, should, I should point to this. Look look at like Niles who came from the collegiate scene. How many how many actual players have gone through the rankings, gone through scouting grounds, you know, see lol in, in case some of those players do come through there. But how many actual those players get to the LCS and are sustainable? Because we're seeing the import rules constantly change and they're not getting less. They're I don't think the import rules increasing. have changed. Aren't they increasing though? Wasn't that the newest? no? That was a incorrect rumor that started some I don't know where and was never true. Okay, all right. Well, then I am then I am wrong on that. So. No, no, you're good. I here's here's uh, the I just 
here's where I will agree with you. I'm not I'm not trying to, to pick your stuff apart. I just wanna I I'm trying to hone in the focus here. And I think where I agree with you is the nothing has changed in terms of the challenge for NA development getting into competitive teams in the LCS. And in fact, it has only been made harder because you now have less teams by which to like practice and hone your skill and compete against other people because we went from all what 16 teams I think um, to uh, down to 10. And so no, it was more than that. It was because so, disguised toast came in. Whatever. Anyway, we cut down a ton, and um, and we now have a situation where there are are considerably less slots. But the biggest challenge for North American talent. And this is what like kind of got ignored in all this conversation we talked about it a little bit is it's not about the development side it is about teams unwilling to play North American talent. You can be really great but guess what Team Liquid is not interested in feeling you in their top lane position. They're interested in playing yet another player who will probably get replaced by another player next year from another region. So I think that that, that continues to be the problem. I, I we took this conversation different. I thought we were going to talk more about the resolution of the the uh, walkout and like the actual demands that are met. Since we haven't we haven't really talked about you you and my thoughts on it, so sure. I thought we were going to talk more about that than like the path to pro still like not being what we want it to be. And like to be fair, that is a part of the, the resolution that's probably not there. But like in terms of what they actually got, uh, I don't know, Travis. What I watched your video, but you didn't you didn't have a strong you didn't you didn't give me a Reddit clickbait title like. Players got fleeced. Riot steamrolls players, or you know, players walk away laughing to the bank. You know, I don't think there is. Like. Yeah, I know a lot of people want that type of headline or like that type. They, you know, a lot of people have very strong reactions to all this, right? Like, the players' association failed. Phil fucked up. He needs to be fired. Blah blah. blah. Like, I don't like the 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 real take here for me is. This is basically where I thought the best case scenario was going to be after Riot threatened to kill the LCS, right? And that's essentially what they did. For 2023, they said, we're going to hold LCS hostage. If you don't capitulate, we will kill this thing. And as much as they want to talk about, you know, oh, we had, uh, we can't do a sort of competitive season in less than six weeks. I'm like, okay, but you did an entire international event with way more than 10 teams in three weeks uh, crowned a competitive uh, winner there. So I think once that got to that point, this was the best that the players were going to be able to get because I, and we talked about this last week and I got flamed for this take um, in the comments for not talking about how to not shitting all over double lift or whatever. But like, I think whether or not he should have said the quiet part out loud, double lift was correct that the players were not going to let to get to a point where they let the split die. I don't personally think that that was ever a a a, a point where they would have gone. And so, once you got to that point, you know you have to find out what you can actually win on the PA side. And I think this was probably the best case scenario. Quite frankly, the uh, I'm very curious between. What what actually this agreement is between LOL Esports and the PA because they phrase it very differently in terms of like PA's like Riot says that they will not make any decisions without consulting us and Riot phrases it as refinement of working procedures between the LCS LCS PA and teams 
And, and I think that's kind of, I don't know, whatever that is, is probably the best win out of all of this. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think any of their demands were ever going to get met. And quite frankly, I think some of them were a little, a little, uh, ill, ill phrased as we've talked about in the past. And if yeah. I may make a point on the MOU, the memorandum of understanding, yeah, those are, you know, those are between two parties. It's not legally binding. So rights can still do what they want. They can do what they did last time and we'll go through this again and it will be the same result. And it, it's just going to be a never ending cycle. It's going to be talked about for two weeks. And then after the season starts, everybody's it's going to be forgotten. See, this is where I disagree with you. Cause I don't think that riot is in a place with the LCS where they can let this happen again. And I think their biggest, one of their biggest mistakes in all of this was disbelieving that the players would ever do this or that the PA could actually get to this point. And I, I think that now that it's been demonstrated that the players are willing to do this, even in a world where like, it, you know, it's been shown that Riot holds the upper hand because they're always willing to cancel the LCS. I think, you know, they don't want to go into a situation where splits continually get delayed by two weeks. And, you know, they have partners assigned to opening day. They have to go awkwardly talk to their sponsors and be like, oh, yeah, so, like, the players are unhappy with this, and now we have to delay it. I, I do think that there will have to be more consideration for the Players Association going forward just because of how bad things got. Yeah, I think uh, my take is that this is all good stuff that they got. It's very far away from the supposed reasons that they walked out. Uh, and I'm just left like a little, I don't want to say underwhelmed, you know, but like, because a lot of these things are good stuff about like the severance and the healthcare and those kinds of things. And like, this was ultimately, as I always thought about it, it was like less about academy directly being killed and, and even necessarily the timing of it and just like the way that they supposedly didn't talk to the, the players association or something um so like getting a seat at the table uh, i think the timing mattered a lot as well and they, they want to be able to have a seat at the table so they can say don't do that so like at the end of the day i don't know if it was about like the players association's vision of what tier two should be like that was what was going to happen but at the same time in terms of just like ecosystem damage that everyone suffered collectively, and this is kind of the end stuff, I I do feel a little like, eh, you know? I, I, does that make sense what I'm saying, Travis? Like, yeah, you're like, all, all of that for this is, a, I think, yeah. the way that it sounds. Like, saying. all the negative PR that we got, the entire gaming ecosystem, everyone, every content creator slamming, like, North American pros slamming North American Riot, the LCS, like all this stuff, just negative PR out the wazoo, mainstream journalism covering it, like all this stuff. And like, you know, at the end of the day, we're now going to have a rush, rush season, season, oh my God, I can't speak, season just for this stuff is like, these are all good gets and I'm happy they got them. But it also feels like the kind of stuff you could get through like, just generally arguing as a collective in other scenarios and doesn't seem like it should require a walkout to get some of this stuff. You know what I mean? I mean so I want to be clear on, on one thing here, because I think a lot of people are going to interpret what you're saying is, is you kind of are blaming the PA or you are, you. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not blaming the PA. Like if you talk about what was the thing that kicked this all off, it was the fact that apparently according to the PA, the 
Riot did not communicate. They said that they weren't going to kill Academy, and then they killed Academy um, for the teams, right? Like, that's the original sin of all this. And so I don't blame players for sticking up for themselves and, like, walking out or whatever to just be like, hey, you can't do that to us. Um, and so, like, I'm glad that they stood up for themselves, but... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like, Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. It felt really bad watching all this kind of like play out over the, the following weeks and being like, I don't know what I hoped the resolution would be, but. I mean, here, yeah. my hope, my, my hope is that the wins that have occurred behind the scenes that made this quote unquote worth it are not the things that are in these bullet points, right? And those it's things are. Realizing they can't do that, right? Yes, it is. It is. Riot not canceling a, a situation that allows 50 plus jobs to disappear overnight without con consulting the players, right? Or listening solely to team owners around the around major decisions that need to be made in the league without really considering the implications to players, right? Um, poor communication, quite frankly, around a lot of the stuff leading up to this, right? There's just I I I hope that like i i continue to stand by the idea that like setting aside everything else the way that riot handled the all of the initial part of this before the walkout occurred before the vote occurred was not great and not ideal and i am hopeful that this is sort of an abject lesson in in making sure something like this doesn't occur in the future so that's that is what my hope is but we'll see yeah, I think that's that's the correct optimist view of this is like don't worry about what these specific bullet points say, but like the fact that the players were able to collectively make something happen was like the the win. Yeah, I mean going into this none of us would have ever ever fucking imagined that they would all be able to vote and to, to walk out, right? Like we like the I think a lot of us were thinking it was like no chances was going to happen even when they threatened it, even when they they said they were going to do the vote. And so Quite, I, I continue to be impressed and happy with these guys. And I know there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. People are saying like, oh, you know, it was as, you know, the, the players didn't actually want to do this or they got coerced or something. As you and I have talked about, you know, our own conversations with players have seemed to sound completely the opposite of that. So I don't know. We, we will see how, how things develop going forward. But I, uh, I, guess I do my, think my we're wandering from the caller's point though right well i actually think that that is a good way to ask ev 500 if his his opinion changed because he was saying it was kind of based off the list that he felt like this was kind of a waste or whatever and the players failed do you do you do you have a different opinion now that you've heard travis's kind of point about like well at least this proved that things can happen um or do you still have a, a negative opinion I, I'm glad things can happen because obviously getting that many players to come together and agree on something, I mean, that's that's a total challenge in itself. So I'm glad they were able to do something, but I also I'm I'm like right in the middle of it. I don't I don't think this is the win that people are trying to talk it up at. I I can see Riot in in ten years having this same issue again. You see it all the time in professional sports. You saw it in MLB. You've seen it several times. Uh, I will be thrilled if in 10 years we have the same problem, to be honest. <laughs> I'll be fucking well, thrilled if the year's 2033 and, and we're like, oh, the player struck again. Like, great. That means we're still around, baby. 
<laughs> true. If we're still around in 10 years, I agree. <laughs> Very true. Hey, thank you so much, Evie, for calling. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, first off, shout out to Alienware, and then a shout out to the esports teams here in South Dakota. They don't get enough love here on the collegiate scene. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you. All right. Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Shout out to some subs. Uh, 2012, never forget. Photo, LOL. HLLX Tidy Cats. Wow, you changed your name, I feel like. Uh, and I appreciate that. Azazel, that Phil kid, Warvin Sons, Robert Bruce for the two years, uh, Jado, and Kethias. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Really appreciate subs. It's, you guys are great. You're always wonderful. You're fantastic. Uh, where are we at? We got Mark coming in here in just a second. He'll return. Talking about all sorts of stuff leading up to LCS in just a couple days. It's going to be good. Got a sponsored stream after this. Please stick around if you can. If you're watching live, it's very much appreciated when folks stick around. It helps support those moments. Michael is here. Michael, where are you calling from? Calling from the middle of nowhere, Utah. The middle of nowhere, Utah. Somebody who I have played Magic with previously and uh, and enjoyed his company. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I'm here to proclaim that Team Liquid is winning the summer split and Pioshik is getting all pro. I want to clarify, I've never met this person before in my life, and I have no idea who they are, and I don't stand by any of their... No. Um, all right. Why do you think this is the case? Okay. I know uh, in spring, everybody was high on Team Liquid because of those pesky scrim rumors, and they're still doing really good in scrims, apparently, uh, and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit on that. I still believe in them. Um as for Pioshik, I think this this is this could end up being a indefensive Pioshik rant. Uh, but I've I've been watching Pioshik for like two years now, and everyone dumps on him pretty unfairly. He's a bit of like a mini peanut, he or a baby peanut. He does same thing. He's really good at early pathing, uh, and plays around his lanes well. Um, and also can sometimes kind of have those same brain farts that Peanut also has. Uh, the main difference is that he, Pioshik, has confidence issues, which he's talked about before. And I think that, well, it literally was why he got subbed out for Juhan during their Worlds run last year. And nobody really seems to talk about that. But also, he needs players like, you know, Zeka and Kingen, who are willing to be those giga chads for him and fill him with confidence. Uh, and from what I saw watching DRX in the past, being a fan of them for a while, like, Yoshik was only ever as good as his solo laners were. And so when we saw Zeka popping off on Akali and Silas, he was looking a lot better beside him too. Or during the Poppy meta where he had his own agency to make early, honestly, crazy tower dives work. Uh, it, it all, he's really dependent on having his laners play well, and I think Harry needs to step up, honestly. And But if he does, then Team Liquid, I think they're just going to win the split. Okay, we're, so we should change your take a little bit, too. If Harry steps up, Team Liquid will win, and Pioshik will get 
player of the split. Why wouldn't Harry be MVP then? Because um, I didn't say MVP, actually. There you go. It's a player I said of the first all-pro. Oh, first all-pro. First oh. all-pro, sorry. That's that's role-dependent. That's why. Oh, Harry, okay, can, okay. Harry cannot get first jungle yeah, all-pro, yeah. unfortunately. Correct. Um, okay. I want to believe in Team Liquid. I was very excited about this team in spring. I also drank the Kool-Aid. I think I put them third or fourth or something. Yeah, TL fourth, because then I also had 100 Thieves third. So yeah, they they were fourth for me. Um, I think that this team is going to struggle still. I think they'll be better than last split, because they should be better with, like, continuing to work hard and all that stuff. But I think there are times where, like, some teams just don't jive together in how they play the game out in the mid to late game. Um, their early games were always really good last split. They got a lot of gold leads. They had one of the strongest like early games statistically in the league. And I still have a lot of faith in it. But like, they were so bad about actually winning and closing out games so consistently. And it's so hard to get better at that in scrims if scrims are going well in the sense. Because like people just FF at 20 if they get those kinds of leads that they were getting on stage in scrims, you know? So... I think Marin sounds like he was problematic and like Rainover is actually probably the, the biggest change. You know, you're talking about mid, mid jungle synergy getting better and the soul laners getting better. Sure, the rookies will get a little bit better, but I don't think, I don't think Pioshik's getting first team all pro at all. I, <laughs> even if the team plays better, like he would have to step up so far to get over people like Blabber, who is on like a high functioning team and he's always one of the best junglers or Spica or. I don't know if like, I mean, Spire's out of the league, so I guess that's a, that's a dub <laughs> for like jungle competition being gone a little bit. I do feel like the race is a little bit open. I think River was really good last split as well, but like, there's a lot of people who are really good in front of him. So, um, yeah, I it feels like a stretch to me. Like, even if they even if they get better and go from like eighth to fourth, like I originally projected, and this is the summer split team. I always said that you know they should be better in summer split, but like. I just don't see it. I, I mean, don't you see have it. to you have to bet against all these other teams as well, right? Like, shouldn't FlyQuest be better now that they've made changes? Shouldn't uh, you know Cloud9 and Golden Guardians come back with like a wealth of additional experience from MSI? And I, I fool me once, all right. I'm not gonna. I maybe I'll be wrong, and Team Liquid will have this like banger summer, but. The unless the coaching situation is really what was holding them back, and like that is a very reasonable thing to guess. But even then, I just I don't understand how they can get first. And yeah, I don't know the the Pioshik stuff. Ugh, I I have a hard time with it. I have a hard time with it. I, I I'll admit I'm also a Pioshik hater, man. Like no offense, I think Pioshik is like. I think he's hated on too much. I, I I do agree that he, like, when you talk about people just, like, have picked on him a lot. I, I definitely agree with that the same way, like, people picked on Crown too much. And, like, people who have success, but they're, not, like, core exactly to the team's success. Like, those guys tend to get flamed for no reason. But I still think it's true that, like, he's he's not that guy who's going to, like, make your team incredible if they're not already. Like, to the, your point about you said, like, oh, if they have strong solo laners... They play a lot better. It's like every fucking jungler whose solo laners win on their own, like, looks better. That's just, like, how the game works. It's like, oh, great. Now, like, people aren't collapsing in my jungle as much. And, like, I don't need to cover lanes when I don't want to. And, like, my pathing is just... Well, like, and the opposite really is true, right? Like, you put a jungler on a 
on a team where things are great and he's going to look like Spica did last year before he got back to FlyQuest, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And Expanding on that a little bit, there were, there were like distinct moments where uh, during the regular season last year where Pioshik looked a lot better when Zeka was playing Ari just because Zeka was more comfortable on Ari yeah. than he was on like Azir and stuff. Like it, it was this really clear cause and effect on like... I, maybe Pioshik is just more comfortable playing around these champions and it's not as much to do with the players. Or maybe it's, I mean, it is Zeka just being more comfortable on those champions too. But like, it, it, it felt almost like a mechanics thing too. Like they were stacking CC better when Zeka had his charm. Um, here's, know, just... yeah. here's something though to consider. If in these two, the next two weeks, like Team Liquid still doesn't have it together. That's a third of the split now. Like, isn't that crazy to think about? It's it's you have to really hope that they're gonna that they're ready to go starting like Wednesday because we have such a compressed split now that like there's no time for them to like rev up or like get their feet underneath them or anything like that. Like it it pretty much is go, go, go out the door and teams that fall behind really quickly. I mean, this is what happens in the new LEC format, right? Like they're just gone. Well, and yeah. if, if here's the positive spin on that, Travis, they're one of the three teams who didn't make any roster changes. Them, uh, Golden Guardians, and C9. Technically, FlyQuest like made one change, which should be like a, a positive thing. But uh, you know, they have more continuity than a lot of these other teams. I hadn't even thought about how many teams made roster changes. And when you say it like there that, were, there were there were thirteen roster changes in the off season. Which is over twenty percent. I, I don't know. Like most teams made roster changes. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of that is like EG making such big roster four, swaps. Four but... of those are EG. I have <sighs> a hypothetical question for Mark. Um, assuming Team Liquid did win and Pioshik had the split of his life, and everybody was like, "Wow, this guy is crazy." Would he actually even win All Pro, or would narratives be too? No, I think I think if he's playing well, he can he can absolutely win all pro. Maybe not first team. Like again, it heavily depends on what's happening around him. But like if they end the regular season first and like they're playing with a crazy early game, like a lot of times good early games do involve good jungling. So like, you know, if they're blowing people out in like 25, 30 minutes every single game and you know they finish like 13 and 5 or something, and a lot of it's off the back of good jungle early games from from Pioshik, like sure, I think I think he can absolutely win an all pro. Is is inspired off of the wiki or the the roster? He's he's off North America for sure. Yeah, I just I mean I just didn't know if he's like because his Twitter still has and I know pro players don't update Twitter, but it still says like for EG et cetera et cetera. So I didn't know if he was like still hanging out under contract or if he was like fully released. No, he should be. I thought he was in LEC now. Am I am I crazy? No. Or am, he's he's not doing anything. He's just chilling. He's pissed. He's pissed chilling at McDonald's. This I mean this is like. And, and I get it, like EG making big changes because of you know th what the finance is, like everybody. It's just, yeah, he's teamless. This man is teamless. His pid picture is from like a little bit over a year ago with him saying, "Fucking champion, never give up, kids." Holding the LCS trophy. This is what's wrong with the fucking league. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I can't. He hasn't even tweeted like going back to Europe to hang out, so I can use the boomerang emoji, which is like 
half the thing I need, you know? Maybe that's why he did. Maybe he's scared to say that he's gone because he's scared of the Travis Gafford boomerang. Is he still in North America? I assume he went home. I know that there was the Vitality rumor, like someone said in chat. Maybe I, that's why I thought he was actually in LEC, so I thought that rumor went through. But, like, if he's still in North America, let's get him on, let's get him on the show. Not this show, the LCS show. Try try to build fandom around players without getting them, letting them go. LCS challenge impossible. Luckily, I was a fan of Pioshik before he came to North America. Just for the record, getting getting pro players to use their social media impossible. <laughs> I thought he replied to like Perks's tweet or something. No, he retweeted a JoJo Pian skin giveaway on June fifth, which is. <laughs> No, he, he's, he's been tweeting. All right, to be fair to, to him, he tweeted 12 hours ago. Uh, no, I'm not trying to flame him. I'm just like, yeah, I guess he is replying to people, mostly in in a language I can't understand. But I, um, I am, I, like, it just, it's so, it's so fucking frustrating. Like, I don't understand how people don't see it. I feel like I'm just a crazy person who just screams on Hotline League and, like, <laughs> The teams and Riot are like, listen, guys, we need to figure out why it is that viewership's going down, and we're going to figure it out. And don't worry, one of these days we'll have it solved. By the way, did we mention how cool it is that Perks is here? By the way, look at Inspired. He won MVP. Hey, Summit won MVP. Oh, sorry, Summit's gone. Oh, no, he's back, but he's on this team that sucks. Like, I just, it, I, uh. Okay, anyway, hey, caller, thank you so much for calling in. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Yes, shout out to formerly CLG DeMonte. I don't know what's going on with him right now, but I'm sure I'll know soon. Isn't uh, he? Oh, no, he's not. He's, he's I, just coaching. Is he not just coaching NRG? Uh, he hasn't said whether he's staying on or not yet. I don't know. His his Twitter oh, yeah. description says professional League of Legends coach for NRG. Okay, sounds like he's staying on then. I uh, could be yeah. wrong. So, like, take this with a grain of salt, but I think the entire, like, CLG core vertical moved to NRG. Yeah. So the coaches and players stayed the same. And then they made two roster swaps in the bot lane. Um, but like I, I think that was like after they grabbed the entire vertical. And so I'm pretty sure almost all the coaches are still there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Shout He's out probably to on the roster database, honestly. Join check. his Discord. He's awesome. Um, and then also shout out to me because I'm making a really big move soon across the state. Uh, and sadly, it means I won't have enough money to go meet my idol Pioshik and get something signed by him. But sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Someone okay. clip this shit and send it to Steve and get him. Once Pioshik wins his Player of the Week statue, send it to this guy. He's the biggest Pioshik believer in North America. I'm the only Pioshik believer in North America. It's so lonely. I swear to God, there's got to be one other. But the if biggest. You, if you're a fan that. of Pioshik, DM me at MC underscore Mikey on Twitter and we'll chat about how amazing Pioshik is. Very good. Thank you so much for the call. That's all the shout-outs for me. Thank we'll, you. We'll catch you next time. Hopefully, we can play Magic again together soon. Yep. See ya. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. And today, I have something kind of cool. I have not opened this yet. And I'm hopefully not going to fumble opening it on stream. But I have this, and it was sent to me last week. And it's ready to go for us to start using for our edits at the LCS studio this week. It is none other than the Alienware M18. Woo! Cheers in the chat, please. Use the clap emojis. Really appreciate it. Helping me out. All right. I'm, it's a big box because it's a big, it's a big laptop. 
big notebook. Look at this thing. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this cool? Go check out Alienware at alienware.com slash Travis. Check out the M18. This thing is a powerhouse. It is, if you want to play games on the go with the best performance you can get, this is where it's at. I'm hoping that the plastic as I'm pulling it off is not making too much noise. There we go. This is AS, un, unboxing ASMR live on Hotline League. Boom. Wow, I just heard Kobe scream in the other room, so hopefully he's okay. Um, his hardcore character probably just died. Check, ask if his hardcore character is alive. Is he okay? I'm worried about him. Wow, it's actually turning on the moment I turn. Oh, wow, that's fancy. I didn't press the power button. Damn, it's just keyboard. going. Ooh, sexy. Alienware M18, everybody. Thank you to Alienware for sending this my way. Really appreciate it. We're going to be talking more about it uh, over the next month or so. You'll see some spots in it. Wow, they actually they put my name on it and everything. I, you didn't see it, but it auto-logged me in. That's fancy. Thank you, Alienware, for setting up my, my stuff and making sure my drivers and everything are ready to go. That's cool. Anyway, so Alienware M18, beautiful computer, beautiful notebook. I know it's catching a lot of uh, reflection off of my lights that I use for the broadcast, but... Uh, fantastic to have them as a partner. Really appreciate it. Get yours over at alienware.com slash Travis. It's a fantastic machine and uh, from a fantastic sponsor. So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate it. If you're watching the YouTube VOD or the podcast, go. You know, there's a link in the description. And so you can go click that as well. Uh, Numi just linked it in the chat. Thank you. But don't use that link because they don't have tracking on that link. I mean, you can click through there, but then go back and click alienware.com slash Travis and then click in because we need the tracking. That's how it works. Thanks so much to Alienware click for sponsoring ev- the Click show. every link in chat. That's the rules. Every Everyone is required to click every link that shows up in chat. <sighs> anyway, Mark, you want to uh, get our next caller? Yar. Thank you to Jado Kethius. And Spud Tugger, which I don't think is a lewd name, but sounds suspiciously lewd. Um, yeah. Hello. Hello. Looks like you're already here. Kath, thank you. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, calling from Toronto. Toronto. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right. So my take was that um, the LCS should branch out and kind of absorb the uh, South American regions. Kind of like what Europe did coming into this year. South American uh, Latin, I assume, is what you mean. Hmm? Yeah. Gotcha. So it would help um, make a better pipeline for other players to come in because we're clearly lacking that at the moment. Our tier two could be somewhat integrated with it and they could compete against each other and give them more international competition because if usually they just come to the internationals and just get knocked out in play-ins. And, like, there is this stigma, I think, with the LCS, like, fans. They wouldn't want players from those regions to come in, but you see players from Turkey and stuff go into LEC. Why can't we have that happen in LCS? Uh, I mean, there's is there anything stopping that from happening in the LCS right now? Have you heard about Jose Diodo? Oh yeah, I, I know, but I'm I mean like we should blanket them under one banner. So you want to see like an America's League, essentially, like similar to what they have in Valorant, is what I'm guessing. Yeah. 
And do you, you think that? this would make the league stronger? I think it would help with viewership too. Well, so he's saying for the academy leagues. You're not saying for the LCS, right? I'm saying, uh, yeah, it would be more for academy, but it would also pipeline into LCS. So, like, there'd mm-hmm. be more of a path for those players. What? How does that work from a from a ping standpoint? Because I, I assume you no want idea. players in the like South American leagues to play against players in the North American leagues. Mm, not consistently. I think if there was like a way for them to have more internationals against each other. Didn't they already say they were doing this in the initial announcement posts that they they made where they were like, don't worry, guys, NACL, we're killing half the teams, but it's all great because we're doing this. Uh, I'm looking for that article right now. I can't remember if it said that it was something they would explore or if they're doing it. I think it was more like an explorey vibe. So when I I go to lolesports.com slash news and I click more posts, I see collegiate information, and then I see posts from LCS 2014 EU Spring Week 11 Day 1. I see it. I'm, I'm on the article. You're and then I see LCS games, 2013. Right? It's right. If you click news, it's right there. You click news, you scroll down. Our commitment to the L- NACL. Based on the success of other regional developmental tournaments and leagues in EMEA and APAC, we're excited to explore what cross-regional competition can look like in the Americas region, which include North America, Latin, and Brazil. We'll share these initiatives. Okay, as so we this is, I can details. tell this is the first year. I tried to open the news thing, and it just Million brought up a Whippo video. <laughs> this is sounds like a skill issue to me. I got there in two seconds. Stop watching Whippo videos and click on the right link. I'm trying to show that there's literally LCS 2014 EU VODs showing up in the news feed on lolesports.com. How is this not amazing to everybody that like we've got to the I, point I now filters where this is selected. This sounds even like a possible. skill issue. I'm, that sounds like your, your Mark, mistake. Go to lolesports.com slash news right now and click load more at the bottom and tell me if you don't see this shit. Load more. No, I see MSI, Champions Q, Watch Parties. I have articles selected. I don't have video. You want me to select videos too or something? Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Yeah. Uh yeah, now I see Whippo teaches Gigabin teaches Whippo Jacks. I see the Whippo video about his ultimate list. Keep going. How far down like Okay. I have to click load more again. Oh, there they are. Hello. Look, okay, look look on like yeah, on I, my I screen, it. I don't have anything checked. You're, and like this is what I see. Oh, there you go. And then I hit load more, and there's the Whippo video. And I hit load yeah, more. Yeah, no, I, I found it when it, when you click load more a couple times, it shows up. Yeah, like how 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 how? I just don't. Is it this don't insane? You algorithms, Travis. Is it this insane? This is not no, algorithmic, this is, Mark. This is this is completely algorithms. When's the last time you use Twitter for you page? You know, and you see someone die for no reason. All right, listen. I normally defend Mark, and I understand when he needs to shill for Riot, but this is indefensible. The fact that he's somehow <laughs> trying to cover for them on this shit is insane. Yeah, I think the little esports website is like too talked down on. You know what? It's not so bad. How, oh, the is this a thing? Website's actually pretty good. This is insane. You know I'm definitely not a contrarian, and I think Loli Sports has a great website. Like, like, okay, okay, just imagine. Okay, sorry, I know this is a tangent, but let's imagine you're like, oh, I've heard there's a bunch of drama recently with the LCS. Let me go to their website. Okay, there's a bunch of collegiate stuff, but let me click on the news tab. 
Okay, there's like no thumbnail to this video that just says SGB Shogun got flacked going sheesh. Then there's two pictures of Broken Blade in the <laughs> yeah, same sure that- the same thumbnail. There's just these weird these weird things. There's a clash video here for some reason. And then you go down and you just start getting served videos and articles from a I'm, decade ago. I'm pretty ago. sure that, that, that Flacken Sheesh thing is also from last year's MSI because Flacken wasn't at MSI this year. So I'm, I'm This is sure a decade ago. Here. We have content from a decade ago surfacing like on what, page what two. What do you want to say? That was, the, that was the peak of League of Legends. It's all downhill from there. We're trying to show the good content. I think this algorithm is actually working as intended. There's no algorithm. This is not an algorithm, Mark. It's it's a browse-based algorithm. I'm Season sure. 3 LCS North American Qualifier Day 1. <laughs> yeah, look at the, right above, the time on that. Click that video. I right bet above who would you insane. go camping with, Team I Liquid. I the watch time is insane. No, click on the Season 3 North American Qualifier Day 1. I bet it's insane. It's a 14-minute long video. And yeah, 10 click, minutes. Go to, go to the actual YouTube page. It's probably got 500,000 views. And 11, it's amazing. Okay. Uh, it's got 200k views. Streamed 10 years ago. This is a streamed VOD from 10 years ago. Listen. It's 14 hours long, not 14 minutes, by the if way. If Riot ever lets me fucking interview them again, if they stop, you know, they're like, uh, I'm going to just be like, hello. I was wondering about the, the content strategy recently. Here's an example of what I see when I go to lawesports.com slash news of VOD from them, 10 like- years ago. You should just be like, so is this an algorithm thing? <laughs> or what's, like, how does the site work? Can you explain this 14-hour-long video to me? Let's see, what do we got in here? This is the qualifier. This is the, the uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first split qualifier yes. who made it in. Like, Curse is going to win at the end of this. A lot of people are coming up with some awesome things. Right? And just, this is, this you know, is, pushing aside what we did see in matches. A movie. Pretty sure this is Curse Ball. It's day one, so maybe it won't be the I'm going to get dmc it if I keep playing this music. All right, get out of there. Well, anyway, sorry, Taller. We, we, I'm just shocked and appalled. Um, If you want any evidence that Riot's given up on Lol Esports, I don't think that's true, but this is the most compelling evidence I've seen yet. Um, (laughs) I don't think they've given up on Lol Esports. I think that's a as intended working. Kath, I see nothing wrong. Could you please remind there us? There is no war in Bossing Say. Okay, Kath, could you please remind us what your take was? Because Numi didn't pin it. So now, and I've completely forgotten. Uh, kind of combining CB LOL and oh. LLA to be under LCS. Right. But you say oh, yeah, under so LCS. But you mean NAC. You're only talking about Academy and Amateur, right? Kath? Yeah, like they should be like more integrated with them. Yeah. What does that look like, though? I have no idea. It's just an uh, just a uh, just throwing it well, out there. So, so like I'll throw out an idea, Travis. Tier two looks like an old school tournament circuit, and so you have a couple of events in North America, a couple of events in Brazil, a couple of events in Latam. Um, obviously, you have to like subsidize the flights somehow. Um, you want to run it on the cheap, so you're not running like big tournaments if you're doing everything online maybe you're just playing online but the ping would be really bad for some people so i feel like you have to do some sort of like right like you tell me if that that seems like the only thing you can do yeah you do some sort of yeah you the two or three times a year you have 
these amateur teams battle against each other. I just don't. I don't know how that integrates them more into the LCS, and I don't know how that really benefits. I mean, it's a nice little reward at the end, but like, quite frankly, just spend whatever money you were going to spend on that on supporting these teams, right? Like, if Riot's like, oh, you know, we're going to spend a million dollars on these productions or half a million, people don't really understand how much it costs to do this type of stuff, but like, it is a lot of money. Like, I'd well, rather you just spend that on supporting players. So. Yeah, people people are saying, oh, it'll be like the Valorant Americas thing. But are you guys talking about the tier two Valorant Americas? I don't know what that is, to be honest. But I know the tier one of like the actual thing is like they're all playing in LA. And like the whole thing that we just went over with this year of Academy is that it's too expensive to just sit a tier two in Amer in LA. So that's why like teams are moving online now. But if you're gonna combine all these regions, it's too spread out geographically to like realistically play online with fair competition. So they need to be like temporarily local in NA or in LA maybe for like a tournament over two to three weeks or something, but then you go somewhere else. Like, you know, that that's why I was proposing tournament circuits. Like, you know, I guess in theory you can be like, hey, a bunch of young kids in America, go live in from from America, go live in Brazil and you run it out of CBL because it's cheaper or something. I mean but the like, visa sounds... issues alone are very complicated. Like I just uh, get in either either direction, I think. So I don't know. Oh, That's wait, caller, caller, are you talking about combining their tier twos or combine CBLOL and uh, like the, the the tier ones with and it, with LCS tier two? It would be their tier ones with LCS tier two. Oh, I think that would not go over well. Not, I'm not saying like dissolve CB Law, dissolve LLA. Just like I said, have more like international meetups with like LLA, CB Law, and R tier two. Okay, but doesn't okay. Let's. I'm going to pose a scenario to you. They hold a international event, and our our amateur teams kick the ass of their like main team. I'm not saying that's what would happen. To be clear, I'm not trying to say that the, our amateur teams are better. But like, let's say that happens. How is that good for CBLOL? And the opposite, if the average, our amateur teams go and fight their CBLOL teams and we just get crushed, how is that good for CBLOL or our amateur teams? A good old lose. Wouldn't it be good in the it. same? Wouldn't it be good in the same way every time we send NA teams to not to MSI and they get rolled? We say, well, they got the experience. Yeah, but that's tongue in cheek. I don't think it's actually good <laughs> for a lot of. It's also I, tier I, one I, versus tier one. Split, it's also tier one versus tier one. It's not like a tier two versus tier one. Yeah. I think that's the big difference, right? Is it's it's not a situation where it's like we when we say, oh yeah, I guess you know our seed one sucks compared to your seed one Korea. That does not feel as bad as like if we sent the, your analogy is more we send. Cloud9 to Korea and they get stopped by LCK's development league. Like that is far worse than us getting stopped by like T1. Or yeah, we crush their development league and then we're like, okay, so like the guys who are making millions of dollars can beat Academy Challenger players in Korea who are making like $2,000. Cool. You know, like I think the idea of an integrated tournament or an integrated scene i think has to operate on the same tier level i think combining tier levels like that sounds 
especially for a region like CB Lowell, whose viewership is fine. Like, you know, it's largely even or up from like a, compared to a lot of people who have trended in the other direction. Like for the most part, CB Lowell is doing great. I don't think you want to like kneecap that region right now with like some weird tournament that they don't need or, or probably want. Uh, I think if you're going to combine anything, you're probably combining tier twos um, or tier ones together and stuff like that. But I, I don't think you would split it like a cross contaminate. Either way, thank you so much, Kath, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Um, shout out Alienware, you guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. And I, I mean, I, I think it is the idea of blending the regions in some way is notable and interesting. I just am, I'm not sure if tier one versus tier two is it, but, but I do appreciate the call either way. And I think there will probably end up being more conversation like this going forward. So thank you so much for the call and we'll catch you next time. Thanks guys. <clears throat> All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Thank you to Z Warden for the six months. Really appreciate it. Um, again, if you are watching live, please do me a favor and stick around on stream because I've got uh, what should be an interesting and, and unique sponsored stream going on afterwards. Hello, this caller. Is okay, call of, this, is, this is the best call of the night. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be about how Mark is awesome. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Gotti Boy and I'm from Minnesota. Gotti Boy, what do you want to talk about on the show? All right, so uh, brace yourselves, everybody. This is a doomer take. Uh, so my take is this is the least excited I've ever been for a split of LCS. Uh, MSI was pretty terrible for the West in general. And the league nearly didn't even start for this split, and Riot threatened that we wouldn't make, even get to go to Worlds. So pretty hard that to have. good old Midwest energy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota Midwest? Where you at? Collar, would you, would you say Minnesota's Midwest? Yeah, we're tech. We're we're Midwest. Okay. I, I, Josh Kim is from Minnesota. I know what they call their own their region. All right. I mean, so is Drew, uh, but I've never heard him say Midwest. Well, then it sounds like he's insecure about it. Also, I will say, Gotti Boy's take got five thumbs up. So this is not like I just pulled a random doomer take for no reason. A lot of people in chat seem to agree with the sentiment, which is not not good. Well, Wait, okay. Mark, I, are I you suggesting that LCS fans are negative about the LCS and are excited to share more negative takes about the LCS? <laughs> Mark, this is a community-driven show. If this has the most thumbs up of any take in Discord, I'm not saying I'm we shouldn't take it. I'm just, the way that you position it is like, by the way, a lot of people agree with this. I'm like, yeah, the most upvoted comment on any Reddit thread is about the LCS is like, and that's why the LCS needs to be shut the fuck down. You know, and I'm like, okay. Can I add some context uh, to, to why? I yes, of course. Thing? Go for it. Yes. Right. So, so besides just being like a doomer on the league, I have been watching the LCS since 2017. So I, I haven't been watching since season one and all that, but I've definitely been a fan for a long time. And it, it really has been the driving factor on why I started playing league. I actually started watching it before I started playing. Um, but I have been watching for a while, and I know that there's been similar sentiment. Even one of the guys commented, you know, he said that his excitement for the LCS has gotten lower and lower. Um, and not just because we stink internationally. Like, honestly, at this point, it's kind of expected. I know that's a doomer perspective, but I almost feel like when there's been more emphasis on just our own um, regional competition, I've been more excited for the LCS. 
And with the whole Players Association uh, walkout and everything, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of hype around this split specifically. Teams are cutting uh, costs on you know rosters and things like that. There just hasn't been a lot for me to be excited about. Okay. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of the big This is where I'm with you. Game. Like, I don't even think, when you say, like, we didn't perform well on MSI, my two reactions are like, how is it different than anything before? Like, I don't understand how that impacts your excitement for this. But two, I am, I'm basically like, okay, but are you expecting in the middle of summer split T1 to show up and just shit on people? Like, we, there's not, this is regional play. You know, like, I can understand you're like, oh, I'm not excited for Worlds if you're rooting for North America. But I think regional play is separate. When you're talking about going into the split, I kind of agree. <laughs> I Sorry, I just am laughing because there's something that happened in chat where there's a person making an argument and a take. Mark asked them to join a room, and they just said, sorry, but I'm really high. Words are hard, rip. So, <laughs> you see what I wrote back? I said, lol, it sounds fun, TBH. Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Back on. I need to look at Discord. I can't believe it. Our, our caller. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm doing in Discord. I'm hard at work so, down here. Right? Yeah. By the way, anytime my, people are like, they always pull the bad takes, or I don't like the takes that they take. Just remember, this is what Mark is dealing with is the, in the chat. People who are having takes that he likes are like, I'm too <laughs> high to high call it. You know, I'm not high. We just legalized it. Okay, let's move good, away good from. Good for you. Yeah. So don't don't drink the devil's or drink, smoke the devil's grass. So uh, no, I, don't worry, don't worry. So so yeah, I with regard to everything else, I do think that it is fair to say a couple things. One, you know, basically LCS is back. We've averted it just going away for the entire year. It's like a very hard marketing strategy, uh, like to promote the start of the LCS, which is what that, that letter did at the end of, or that article did last week, which I'm not saying they shouldn't have written it that way, but like you're, I agree with you that you're already starting at a really rough point. I do agree that Riot, look, I think the brand damage from we'll cancel the split if we can't figure this out in two weeks is significant. Um, I kind of wish that they had communicated that privately or that they'd been more subtle or vague or something like that, because I think that's not great. And then I agree that like there's just not we, there's a very small window with like basically that all happened. Then we go into the weekend, and now we have like two days to build hype for the start of this, right? Like FlyQuest is releasing their video, Riot's releasing their hype video. It's just it feels Golden really Guardians weird. Out, I didn't realize like the boy who cried wolf kind of. Yeah, well, it's, I wouldn't say boy who cried wolf. I just say like. What you want is a big positive swell of energy before the start of a split, right? Like, hey, guys, we're back. Here's all the exciting things. Here's all the roster changes. Here's all the, the big news and all that stuff. And instead, it's, you're coming out of, like, the fucking hellscape of is the LCS potentially gone for this year? And, it's, Dude, and yeah. you're like... You're like, here's a video of them all playing at the beach. You know, it's just here's 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 my pitch for what the branding should have been instead of LCS Fresh. It should have been like fucking Jason. You know, like he just won't die. It's like the LCS is like getting shot by the players. Riot's like, we'll cancel it, and the LCS just keeps coming. It's just it's gonna start no matter what. Yeah, that's been, what I would have pitched. Yeah, that's actually really good. I mean, you obviously it's can't like go back and reshoot creature. it, but it's like, you can't keep yeah. us down. You can't keep us down. We're gonna we're gonna play LCS no matter who wants it or not. It's yeah. coming. Uh, um, no, I do agree that like 
the brand damage is like the big question for me. And because I've said before that like, and it's a bit of an old record I know, but the viewership always drops from spring to summer. We were like 110, 115, if I remember correctly, for what spring was this split. The drop from that would put us close to or below 100K, depending on what would normally happen. I'm sure it'll be a temporary boost with like the LCS coming back and everyone being like, what are they going to say about it? Um, but then, you know, it's this crazy new new like sprint kind of. I don't know what it's going to do. It's like, it's very possible that we're below 100K average for the first time for, for summer, which is like very scary for me. I don't like that. Uh, so yeah, and then like fans are of course gonna talk about that and then that's gonna become its own little like news cycle whenever that, you know, towards the end of the split is coming through or whatever. And I don't know, I, I can, I think there's gonna be a lot of really fun, cool shit this split, but like it, it feels like, at least on the content side, like we're fighting an uphill battle. Like this LCS fresh thing was actually a really cool idea. I like the angle that they're going with it with like the beach day summer fun stuff. But like just the the whole the funniest thing was the whole like, you know, LCS starts in five days and then Vulcan replies unless. And that's just like a microcosm for the vibe of this whole thing. It's yeah, just, just like here's this cool here's this cool idea, unless and then some bad news happens and you're like, Jesus. Mark, you are as demonstrated by your defense of riots algorithm on lawesports.com <laughs> a huge riot shill. So why don't you give us <laughs> the reason why the everyone should be hyped for LCS like what help help convince our caller from Minnesota the Midwest to be excited for LCS starting Gotti boy did you like last splits content and stuff like I don't know how, how close you were watching last split yeah I did actually um it kept me interested in in the league yeah great I think if you are watching the LCS week to week you will still have a really good time the Sped up schedule it might be a little bit taxing on us to like still deliver the same quality every single day because like I, I talked about before, there's just like a compression of time. But like the we saw that like we it seemed like fans like this. We had a lot of good analytics that we dug into about like in terms of viewership drop off between games and stuff like that being better with this format. So like we're gonna lean more even further as much as we can into like really trying to entertain fans. So if you liked the LCS angle a little bit last split, you can expect to see a lot of that still. Uh, I think the the fact that there are 14 roster turnovers, Travis rolls his eyes and groans and hoos and haws about it, but I think you're going to see a, a different LCS. Um, oh, definitely. You're going to see more than 20% of it being different. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. So these, these teams, they're, they're new and different. You don't know what's going to change. Who's gonna you don't really know not. them in a lot of cases. <laughs> Who the hell is Quid? Where'd Bjergsen go? I don't know. Let's find out together. It's a learning time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we just sprint straight into qualifying for Worlds. It's going to be very fast-paced. Uh, so I don't think it'll be boring. There won't be like some mid-season drag where it feels like all the teams are figured out. You know, like we're going to be done with the regular season when that would normally hit. So yeah, just over fun, two months. This will be experience. I, yep. I'll add on to that and I'll give you this. I agree with Mark that there's a very good chance that three weeks from now, content's going to be banging, storylines will be popping. It'll be it. It'll you'll you'll like. You know, Mark will sometimes awkwardly make a joke about the walkout on the broadcast or in the player in one of his double if catching up with double if videos. It'll just be funny and you'll be vibing and it'll be good. If all of that is wrong, my other uh, argument for you to watch is like, dude, this shit's imploding. There's never been a better time to watch. What the fuck is going to happen? Is one of these teams going to go bankrupt in like week three and like 
we're going to have nine teams because they can't field, uh, you know, all 10 teams or something like that. Like there, there's so much crazy shit that could go on at any given point in time. We don't know, uh, you know, maybe the casters are going to walk out. That could happen. There's, you never know with the LCS and that's why you should keep watching because there's always fucking crazy stuff going on these days. And I think it is worth, uh, I think it's worth sticking around to see what happens next. Wow. Uh, thank, thanks for this therapy session, guys. You know, yeah. I, I feel really good now. Thank you so much. Either way, every, yeah, every day is at uh, the LCS is a banger. Exactly. Uh, to, quote, to quote a great man. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Carl. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? <clears throat> yeah, uh, just shout out you guys. Appreciate all the content you're doing. Thanks for having me on. And shout out to all the LCS Challengers players that got kind of blindsided by this whole thing. I hope they all have been able to figure out their lives. And then lastly, shout out to Cloud9. They're winning it again, baby. There you go. Thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Off Mark goes to get the next caller. Shout out to... Oh, we have no new subs. This is my uh, shout out to the purple crown button, which if you hover over the screen, the stream, you you can click a purple crown. It'll pop up on the stream and click it. It'll tell you if you have a prime sub available. And if you do, you can click that and send it to the channel. All right, hello caller. What's what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Gengar Griffith, and I'm calling from Lexington, Kentucky. Nice. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, okay. First of all, shout out Mark for saying everyone tonight is the real one. Uh, makes me feel pretty good. Um, he's just panting. Right. <laughs> I remember saying that. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh, my take is after hitting rank six in Korea, uh, Judge Opinion's gonna win MVP this split. He's going to win MVP. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, just because of how he did in Korea or? I mean, like, that, I, someone in check can probably find out and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's one of the highest any NA talent has ever gotten. And he did it in like three weeks, which is really hype. I know that there, you know, the last take was kind of a doer take and there's not a whole lot of hype, but I do think that that shows like, okay, he's refocused and ready to go. Um, you know, it's a bummer what they did with the team, but that's a different story. Uh, JoJo, I think, is going to pop off the split for sure. Uh, there's not a whole lot of other mid laners that I think uh, can stand up to him when he's playing at his peak. And yeah, if he's if he's coming off that, uh, I have a lot of high hopes. All right. So um, to, to combo off that, when you say it's a shame about his teammates, if he pops off and hard carries his team to like top three, top four it's even better case for MVP, you know? If, if he's the best performing mid laner in the league, basically, and his team is trash, but they, like, have a good regular season run, boom, that's that's another point to argue in his favor. Yeah, I would I would say it, it depends on how narrative goes, but I do think that if EG is a top five team, I mean, based on what people are saying about the roster, I think that that should be huge and shouldn't be taken away. Even if they, even if they don't make top four and don't go to Worlds, I still think that that's better than some of the other mid laners who uh, win because they're already on the best team. Uh, no, no offense to uh, some of the other teams, but they do have quite a good, you know, core around their mid laners that make them look a little bit better. Uh, FlyQuest and C9 being two of them. Um, and I think, you know, if JoJo gets that team to top five, top four, I think that that's worthy of at least first team all pro. So, I just don't feel like 
the players that that perform well on teams that are fairly lowly ranked usually get much attention, let alone MVP. Uh, obviously, there's a chance. I mean, the Golden Guardians players showed up on on All Pro in a couple places, but I and so maybe that'll happen there. But I just feel like it's really easy to get lost in the shuffle. And again, we talked about this with like Spica, where. I, I worry he's going to end up in a situation where he has the same speaker arc, right? Where he gets a ton of attention. Everyone thinks this guy's great. And then the next split, he has a team that's not the best and, a, and an organization that starts underfunding the team and under supporting it. And then people turn on him and go, never mind, he sucks because he's not able to thrive in an environment where he's not getting the support that he had previously. And then the end of the, like by the end of the split, the narrative around JoJo will be like, this guy actually sucks, and he talked all this shit, and he was actually good, and like, blah 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 blah. And then next split, he'll end up on a different team, and he'll pop off, and everyone will be like, wow, JoJo is the best. I always knew JoJo was the best. How could anyone suggest otherwise? And and so that is more my prediction in contrast to yours on how things will go for JoJo. That's an interesting story. So, Mark, you like statistics, right? No. <laughs> he, how big he, was that? He, he does. How, how big was that sample size that uh, Travis just gave us? Uh, are you including Spring Split as well for Spica, or you mean that the fact that it was just Spica? Yeah, just the fact that it was one story, right? Like, I feel like that's like a very, like, yes, that would be a crazy. How how how, what, how big is the sample size of all the players that have been done well on fourth or fifth place teams and then gotten MVP? Which is what you're, right. are, which I mean, is what you seem that, to think is going to happen. You know what? That's fair. I I tend to think of MVP as being the most valuable player, and I guess some people vote as it being the best player on the best team, which is always weird to me. But whatever, you know. I guess that's a fair point. Uh, fine. First team All Pro. Very doable. Uh, Gordy got first team All Pro on the sixth place team last split. Uh, yeah. Of course, that that was a weird situation where like the team was missing player, like he wasn't there for some of the games, and then. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I think Travis does make a good point, which is like I would have to check how many times our MVP was on like not top two. I think Arrow Arrow might have been third place on P one when he got it. Um, but I'd have to think really hard. I, I bet most most players are on first team. If only someone was on the analyst desk who could uh, you know sway this narrative that it should be. Uh, what you want me to work behind <laughs> the scenes? <clears throat> no we're not even Boys. into game one of six weeks of three <laughs> game weeks like i don't okay okay i'm just saying i'm if jojo I, wants I, I to, can't like, think... go ahead sorry i was just gonna say if jojo wants to paypal me some money it's like a lot <laughs> easier for me to think of reasons like Listen, my brain just like we're hitting esports winter the incentive. analysts need all the financial support they can get I'm going to start betting on games. I'm going to talk down the team that I actually believe in a lot on every show. This, the dive, the, the analyst desk. I'm going to I'm going to talk shit about this team everywhere. I'm going to bet on them secretly on my my burner accounts. Yeah. I already do it actually. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't yeah. buy <laughs> on the dive. I put 100 thieves to 7th. Why do you think I did that? Think about it. I don't think Occam's razor. I don't think JoJo's going to get first team All Pro, and I don't think he's going to get MVP. And in his defense, I don't think it'll be his fault. I think he's not on the team that he was on last year, and that the 
team is not going to look very great. In some ways, I think we're seeing a little bit of a race to the bottom with some of the teams in the LCS, and I think EG's probably a part of that as All we've right. seen their roster changes. Bro, too, you're too doomer for me right now. What, do you get? Are you excited about the EG roster? I okay. in, in contrast to last year. All right, Travis. You think if, I, if I'm putting game. it in contrast to like FlyQuest? No, I think no. FlyQuest I'm not talking about FlyQuest. I'm even talking about their know, roster last like, split. Like uh, last split, I was very surprised with some of the moves they made. Uh, I didn't think the FBI was coming off his best split. Um, I was surprised at uh, you know trading Impact for Summit. Um, and I know a lot of people are high on some. I, I'm not the right one to. That was, that's a whole different topic. I, I don't think that's my call. You well, know I mean, here, I, uh, I, I pulled, no, I wasn't super excited for that roster. No. Some someday, by the way. Yeah, I, I pulled in Trayton, who is excited about this EG. Travis is saying that the, this team isn't good around JoJo. I have someone here who thinks that doesn't agree with that at all. Yeah, this team's totally going to go to Worlds, Travis. That's my take, actually. Trayton, thanks for calling in. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, so wait. Now I'm fighting both Gengariffith and Trethan. Is that what you've done, Mark? Normally we have the callers fight each other. You've just taken two people who have the same take. and No, one was a JoJo-centric take, and one was about EG as a whole. And with their powers combined, they're going to like Voltron together and beat your ass. All right, go for it, Trethan. What do you got? What do you got? I actually legitimately think this EG roster is way better than a lot of people are... um, talking about plus eg's staff uh on their league team right now is also fantastic so i i'm pretty excited uh revenge seems happy um you know ayla's still a phenomenal if i was leaving immortals i'd be very happy yeah exactly so he's gonna get the leaving immortals buff and uh ayla got traded uh in that fun swap narratively ayla has to win now like that's just in the script like, there is a script buff here. And also, they're flipping uh, jungles around between uh, Shaden and Armeo, which I think is really cool, because Shaden's really, really, really good. And I, I think Armeo's actually good. If there's uh, anything he, I've ever seen in the LCS, it's that when you, you have two players sharing the same role, it works out really well. I think from someone coming in from Academy uh, into jungle, having both of them players kind of shared around and see who performs better, especially considering EG seems to be a pretty analytics-driven team. I think their head coach is, was like a huge analyst for them, as well as, you know, them using a lot of that type of stuff to track how players do, I think, if I hey, remember reading that. Just just to hop in here real quick, uh, 2018 Cloud9, they also shared two junglers, uh, Labyrinth and Sven Skarin. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, i i don't I don't think that that like what? Okay, here I'll give you this. Uh, hey, you're a big fan of data, right, Gangariffith? What is that sample size? Oh, it's a sample size of one. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh, okay, so fair enough. Back to the the topic at hand. I don't think that this roster is going to be like terrible, right? I don't predict that they would be 10th place or 9th place or something like that. But I don't think that they're going to Worlds, partially because they have six weeks to figure their shit out with a bunch of players who, by and large, have not played together 
in significant ways previously. There's no Arme- evidence that like Mayo and Ayla played, right? I said a bunch of players who mostly have not played oh, together okay. significantly. And and I I like my biggest thing that I'm excited about for this is that Revenge is out of Immortals Hell. Like that is the one thing I'm most excited about for this roster is to see like I don't again I don't think he's necessarily being put in a place to succeed the most, but like I'm just happy that he's no longer stuck there. And other than that, like, I don't know. Like, do I think they'll probably have some great games? Yeah. I also think they'll probably have some terrible games. I expect this roster will have, like, incredibly high variance, and they'll end up fighting to maybe try to go into some interesting position in playoffs, and things will get messy at the end. I mean, I get uh, Summer's still top eight, right, Mark? I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah, it's top eight. Yeah. So, like, they'll make it into playoffs, but I don't expect crazy stuff out of them then. You know, I do, I do think FlyQuest, Cloud9, and Golden Guardians are in pretty solid positions. And then I guess maybe they could take that, that fourth spot, maybe, to try to, to fight it out with the EU team for what happens going into Worlds. But I think it's more likely we see, like, 100 Thieves or something in that position. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It'll I There's some weird rosters and teams in the LCS this split. So, uh We'll see how they do, but I don't expect that they are going to be a world contender, etc. Mark, I, you've made me I face think, off against them. I, I think that this team is better than I thought it would have been, given the whole, like, we're jettisoning our four other players. Like, when, when it leaked that all four players that weren't JoJo were leaving, you know, and they, they put out their post-EG, it was kind of like, all right, you guys are going to be just awful this split. But I think... I don't think this will happen, but you can make the case that JoJo and Unforgiven will be uh, top three in their position. Those are like your main carry roles. Revenge can uh, be like an X factor on on the top side. Armeo is a pretty good control jungler by all rights. Everyone who plays with him seems to be happy. And you just kind of have to hope that the Ayla we saw in FlyQuest is not indicative of his actual skill level. And it was like joining that team late and all that stuff that, that can com- combine together. And I do think there's a really good chance that this team is top half of the league. I, w- I think they're in my power rankings as top half of the league. Um, because outside the like one, two, three of C9, Fly, and GG, it does feel pretty open about who is grabbing uh, four, five, six. So um, I, I'm actually kind of buying what someone, some of what they're saying, <laughs> winning the split. No, no shot in hell. Um, but like I could even see them like if Golden Guardians takes a step back and stumbles and they struggle in, in summer for whatever reason, like maybe EG even sneaks in at third. Like it, it's a possibility if Unforgiven uh, can really step up and JoJo is playing more at that level that we saw like last summer when he was helping carry the team to Worlds when when Danny had to step out, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think I think there's a world that this team can actually be pretty good. All right. Uh, very good. Hey, thank you so much to Trethan and uh, Gengarifith. Gengarifith for the call. Anything either of you want to say really quickly before we get to shoutouts? Gengar, go uh, first. Oh, no. I was just going to say you got you got me earlier, and uh, I thought that was funny All right. <laughs> with, the, with the sample size thing, but uh, I can do shoutouts. Trethan, uh, how about you? I shout out my amazing girlfriend Chloe, who I love, and I also shout out never do hotline math again on broad on on this stream. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and and Grant Ganger, what is your what are your shout outs? I'll keep it short. Shout out Alienware for keeping you going 
Uh, and um, everyone stay around for Travis's sponsored content after stream. Um, and shout out Pokemon Unite for having a better tutorial than League of Legends. I'm out. Very good. Have a good one. Catch you guys later. All right. We have one more caller to go. Mark is off to grab him. Thank you to Gotti Boy, Smoke Dog, and then Anonymous Gifter for gifting a sub to a name I won't shout out. And then Croissant. Thank you for the 26 months. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Really appreciate it. Uh, Mark is grabbing our last caller. Again, if you want, you can prime sub by clicking that purple crown on the stream. Uh, the Testing. Overlay. Con is here. Con, where are you calling from? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. yes. Oh, awesome. It was a bug. Uh, I am calling from Boise, Idaho. Nice. What do you want to talk about on the show? So... I'm kind of putting my my predictions out there for biggest good surprise and winner of the split being 100 Thieves. And my biggest bad surprise or biggest loser of the split is going to be Golden Guardians. First, I'm going to say I'm, I'm a double lift 100 fanboy. So a lot me believing in the team is me believing in the team I'm going to cheer for. But I think looking at the way they were boot camping in Korea last uh, during the off season, seeing, you know, the mechanical skills and the kind of coordination of Busio not even coming to play at the end of last split with double if, but also what they were showing in Korean solo queue. I kind of have good vibes on their bot lane continually, you know, continuing to improve and being a strong point of the team. I think the meta at the moment, if it stays the same way for the six weeks is also kind of right up double lifts alley in terms of 80 carry types that are in the meta currently when you look at 100 thieves roster i think someday is, is a more proven player to play both a tank and potential carry style than tenacity was um i, I definitely do wish tenacity was giving a second split i'm not happy about the fact that he got replaced like that uh but it is what it is. But I think the biggest improvement factor is going to be ha going from Bjerg in the mid lane to Quid. I think like we saw with enemies, like we even saw with Vic and Gori, these young Korean mids are very high, you know, very on the higher end of mechanical gaps with champions in mid lane that we're not used to seeing in LCS. And I think it's just going to give this team a bunch bigger threat in the mid lane to carry than what it ended up being last split with being like a double lift only. And I think golden guardians are going to kind of come in with the MSI slump. And as much as people propped them up and they were the second best team after the playoffs last split, they did finish sixth in the regular season and they were one game in their best of five against hundred thieves away from being eliminated in the first like losers bracket round. So I think they're going to finish in that same five, six type area. And I think they're going to be the biggest loser because I, I see them missing out on worlds. And I think a lot of people had them up high in that two and three range, but I think they're going to fall them, find themselves back down fighting in the five to seven range for the LCS. All right. Uh, let's take them, I guess, one at a time. I will be honest, Mark, I have no fucking clue what to expect from 100 Thieves. Um, I really feel like it's hard to rank them, and I could see them ending up anywhere outside of like very bottom and very top of the rankings. Yeah. I think you're safe to exclude them from one, two and like nine, nine ten. 10. Yeah. But then like anywhere else is like, maybe I admit that I am somewhat on the doomer side compared to con. I was one of the people who put them third last split and then they ended up getting third. 
Um, so I, I get to be like, woohoo, I was right and see I'm not a hater. But like this time around, like I think that they very fortunately got third last split and it came off the back of like a very simplistic play style where they basically forced revenge or um, tenacity onto weak side tanks and double if pick jinx basically and that's it and they played this one style and no one banded out and then they lost two best of fives it was to fly quest and golden guardians to be fair um but like I, I don't think golden guardians like golden guardians ramped throughout playoffs so i think like you know i i just they they were so bad in the late game like 100 thieves late game was terrible and their early game was like mid. It wasn't like great. Um, and swapping Bjerg for Quid, I do agree that like it's probably likely that Quid will be more proactive than Bjerg. But I don't think like I could be wrong. But my perception from how people are talking about Quid in uh, Academy for for the LCK was like he's good and like you know one of the better mids in there. But he's not like Berserker was when he came out of the Academy system. Like where people are like this guy's the shit. Watch out for him. You know, I don't think Quid is like going to step in with that level of um, skill. So I think like, okay, you know, someday is like an upgrade to tenacity. Sure. I think Quid will probably be like a downgrade in the sense where like, yeah, he'll be more proactive than Beer, but it also just die more times. Like Beer actually won them a lot of games with like Talia flicks and like just okay play. Um, I know people are not hot on Beer. And it's not sexy to like compliment him these days, but like, I think he gets a little bit too much hate, and like, I I think Quid will probably be worse than Beard was uh, overall. I think he'll do more exciting and flashy things, and he's young, a younger player, and so you can be more excited about him in his future. But like, game to game, I think Beard probably will bring more than he did. So like, I'm looking at this team as like, they realistically should have been like sixth, seventh last split, and then they made some changes in the middle of the split. Um, one an upgrade, one a downgrade, you know? So, like, maybe you, you say overall this team is a side grade, and unless they, like, really figure out their shit, I, I, I don't know. You know, like, Closer was okay. Double if was, like, pretty good, but, like, their bot lane, I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that's where I'm at with 100 Thieves. Like, I could be wrong. Like Travis said, they're very hard to predict, but I don't think they were actually the third best team in the league last year. I think they were the worst team in playoffs. Just, like, them being third didn't really matter. Um, because EG and Golden Guardians just randomly boomed for no reason at the end of the last week, you know, and they both went 0-3, and that's what allowed 100 Thieves to fly up the rankings. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a doomer on, on 100 Thieves to split. Yeah, I just... I I think, again, I know I keep bringing it up, but, like, this is a, this is a six-week split. And, yeah. I mean, Mark... They've changed enough now that it's fair to say that they're gonna have to like figure out what their style is, right? Like this is not, you know, I have less concerns about NRG, for instance, than I do about Hundred Thieves in terms of having them kind of reinvent what they are and how they want to play. Well, I think there's a there's a, a simple style which is like the protect the doublest style that they can probably kind of play. You know, like it's true what Khan said about the meta being very much in doublest wheelhouse, and I think. Uh, Revenge, I keep saying revenge. I don't know why. Someday actually slots into that that play style very well, where you kind of just like put him off on an island on whatever like pick he wants. That's like good for the team in the lane, but you don't really need to play around him, and you just kind of camp double if. And the bigger question is like, what is Quid going to do in that game plan? Um, but I do think there is like a style that they can just like do. You know, sa same way they ended last season. Like they can just do that again, kind of. Um, but 
I don't know if that'll be like enough to make them actually good, you know, especially come playoff time when people just like target you a lot hard in regular season. People just like don't seem to try that hard about like really banning out enemy teams unless it's like a Velkaz or something troll. But like, yeah. Okay, so Golden Guardians. I think it is fair to imagine Golden Guardians slipping a little bit in the beginning because I could see Cloud Nine. Like I, I think. The first two weeks are going to feel very chaotic because you're going to have 50% more games than you normally have. You're going to have these players all coming out of this weird like walkout situation. We have more than a fifth of the league, or almost a quarter of the league that has changed over. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of weirdness. And some of that will probably be Cloud9 and Golden Guardians slipping because they will have the MSI uh, debuff that we've seen time and time again and all that stuff. However, I think these guys have shown that when things are down for them, they can come back. And the fact that like they only need to place top eighth to get into playoffs, and the fact that a lot of their competition, like I don't think very many rosters improved during, like despite as many roster changes as we saw, I don't know if like hundred thieves is going to be better than they were before. I don't know if. Quite frankly, NRG is going to be better, or Evil Geniuses, I think, is going to get worse. Like, TSM is a zombie org right now, right? Like, I I don't look around and say, well, here's the obvious reasons why Golden Guardians is not going to be able to, like, make it again. Uh, and quite frankly, even at MSI, they looked sometimes better in competition than Cloud9 did. So I just think it's a a pretty big ask to have them fall that far and continue to be not great and for other teams to like take their spot. So that's part of the reason why I would not be that worried for them, even if I do think there's probably going to be some awkwardness in the beginning in terms of maybe them not looking too too hot. Um, Con, did you say what you predicted? I know you said the, your biggest loser, but is it like they're going to get – lower half of the league and he said they don't go to worlds i did not right, go to okay. the, they're not even gonna qualify for like the fourth seed to even be in the best of five against europe oh i thought you said they weren't going to worlds yeah okay he's, he's saying, oh, he's saying they, they, they lose the okay okay gotcha they, they won't even get fourth to make that thing like, gotcha they're, gotcha they're, sorry they're your mic's a little rough so i don't, I don't hear as well um Okay, there you okay, go. Okay, I, I I don't think that bad. I, I I think like the two week walkout period was also kind of probably good for them, like uh, in terms of like avoiding the MSI burnout. You know, not needing to come back and play two games, or I guess like week one would have been a super no week four is a super week, or would have been in the old schedule. So, yeah, they would they would have played four games up until now. Um, so you have probably some time to take it a little easier. I'm sure they were still scrimming or something, but yeah, I, I don't think. To Travis's point, like the rest of the league, like leveled up a lot around them. Uh, I'm quite happy with the way they played the game towards the end of the, the regular season, or the end of the uh, the split, and even at MSI, like they seem to be a pretty fundamentally good team with good drafts and strategies that can execute them well. Um, they work well as a unit. I think there's always a chance that like you just lose the mojo, uh, and like maybe you know Licorice is playing poorly again, and his counter picks aren't working, and like. Stixe is back to being a pumpkin for some reason. Not like he was ever terrible, to be fair, even on those CLG days. But like, I don't know, maybe maybe they just like Elk is living rent free in his head and he's lost all his confidence and he's playing poorly again. You know, like these things can happen. They 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 definitely can slump, but I don't think 
there's any reason to predict that beyond the fact that at any point, anytime, anyone can can slump and become bad. One one thing I forgot when we were talking about Hundred Thieves is like Quid's not going to be there this week, and they're hopeful he's there next week. So is that a hundred percent confirmed? I mean, I I think people. Where did I see this? I think I saw. Uh, it on I, I am saying this without any inside information myself. I just didn't know if the two week time had given him enough to. Yeah, from I remember on the Hundred Thieves subreddit, somebody screenshotted him saying in his in his stream, "I'm in Korea," and then the comments. This was like today. And then somebody, the top comment said, he said on stream that he thinks June 15th or June 17th he will be in the U.S. So that would be um, later. That would either be like Thursday or Saturday of this week. I, and I can't imagine they have him play like the moment. I mean, I guess there's been precedent of players like landing and then playing their game, but I am skeptical. Yeah. I mean, even if he does play, it's not like he's probably going to be in his best, you know. Um, yeah, fair, fair point about 100 Thieves maybe having a slow start too if someone else is, you know, they're doing sub stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't aware Quid was, wasn't going to start yet, so that's a good tip to have. I also think adding the 100 Thieves points, that the, you know, one other thing that heavily changed in their favor is they brought in Kane, a coach that has had success with double lift and, and the type of teams they've had in the past could be a massive improvement over what they had previous split and when was the last time double f lost the split he played in uh yeah it's just been a while since he played in a summer split so i i it's it's a good one-liner and i appreciate it and i expect other people will use it but i don't anticipate uh that being perhaps relevant information at this time Anyway, well, expect it to be repeated a lot if it does become relevant information, though. Yeah, I know it will. Uh, thank you so much, Con, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we start to wind down the show? Just everybody stay in stream and support whatever Travis is doing here. And for all the small content creators out there making LCS content, you know, all the power to you. Keep up your good work. Thank you. And those are separate conversations, right? Like you're not trying to imply that I'm a small content creator covering the LCS. Right, Travis is right. No, you're 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 one of the main people content create wise in the okay, LCS. That was a close one. Thank you, Con. T- Thank TGI you so- needs to change from industries to like endeavors or something like a little bit more humble. Yeah, yeah. Like as LCS goes down, it's industries yeah, it's to fine. yeah, <laughs> mom and pop shop. Anyway, yeah. uh, thanks so much, old Con. Travis Gafford. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much to Khan for the call. And that is the show. Please stick around on stream. Please, dear God, stick around on stream. It's always really nice whenever folks do for my sponsored stuff. And this one should be kind of fun. Uh, but Mark Zimmerman, what do you got for us in the pipeline this week? You got stuff uh, tomorrow? Because so, tomorrow's the last day we can release without being on top of LCS. Yeah, I will tr- I, I'm pretty sure my power rankings will come out tomorrow. Pretty, pretty guaranteed on that, I think. Uh, and then... The blame game will probably be like a weekend working on that after week one is done because I have a lot of prep stuff I'm doing for week one. Um, and yeah, hopefully that kind of retrospective on the walkout thing will hit like on a Sunday or something. Fantastic. Or well, Monday. I don't know. Thank you so much, uh, Mark, as always, for joining me here in the Travis Gafford it's Industry Studio. It's been real. We'll, we'll end quick so you can get to your sponsor stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me... We'll, I'll be at LCS on Wednesday and Thursday, but 
if you live in the greater Los Angeles or Orange County or Inland Empire area or San Diego area, basically anywhere in Southern California, come see me and many other esports friends, not all of whom you would know, but are esports people, at Command Fest Anaheim this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, I'm playing hooky. If the players can take two weeks off, I can take this Friday off. I'm going to go play Magic the Gathering at Command Fest Anaheim. You can Google it for a link to uh, to sign up for all of it. But uh, that is not... I'm going to talk about that in a sponsored section after this, but this shout-out on this show right now is not sponsored. I just want to play C Commander with you guys. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff there, so it should be fun. Uh, anyway, yeah, Numi just put a link in the chat, and that one you can actually click. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody. That's the show. We'll see you next week after some LCS games have finally been played.